As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We recorded this episode a few weeks ago and recommended movies to watch to a white boyfriend who doesn't recognize his privilege. Since we recorded, more resources have been made available. And the Criterion channel has made its films focusing on black lives free on their platform, including Maya Angelou's Down in the Delta, Julie Dash's Daughter of the Dust, and Shirley Clark's Portrait of Jason. They're great movies. If you're looking for somewhere to focus your positive attention and maybe donate, I've been donating to Campaign Zero. Go to joincampaignzero.org to learn more. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram a lot of exciting episodes of Ask Eliza Anything coming up. Um, but my favorite thing is just answering the questions from you guys. And of course, we've been tailoring a lot of the episodes to quarantine-focused questions. But, you know, life is still going on. We're still here for you. And I hope that, um, and I hope that listening to this podcast uh, provides a respite for you in your time of urgency. I hope it provides a laugh, some insight. <sighs> Damn it, Emily. I never hear you sneeze. And you turned around like it matters. Now everyone heard. Ruined my thing. Trying to be a guru here. Anyways, we just really appreciate everybody listening and how the audience has grown. And and we love contributing to the thrill of hearing your handle and name said on the internet. And we read your questions. So here I am, Eliza, as always. Partner Emily. My partner. Partner. My, my unsexual relationed how do I say we're not in a sexual relationship? Are we in a sexual relationship? How do I know? That's the best kind. <laughs> Kick it. All right. From a non-mouse. A mouse, mouse emoji. Oh, cute. Hi, Eliza. I have an amazing boyfriend and our relationship is really wonderful and solid. Way to brag. However, I find myself not interested in sex. I've always felt this way. It's not like I'm not attracted to him. I very much am. I've just never really been interested in or excited about sex with anyone. This was also an issue in past relationships. I know I like men and I do enjoy having sex, but I'm never the one to initiate. It's like going for a walk in the park. It's nice and enjoyable, but not really all that exciting or necessary for me. My boyfriend and I talk about this and he is very patient and doesn't want to have sex if I don't. I know he likes sex and it's something that he needs, but I seemingly don't. We have intimacy in other ways, but sexual intimacy is important to both of us. We can't seem to come to a conclusion on how to fix this. We have a ton of butt sex, just (laughs) so you know. And I'm scared it's going to start hurting our relationship over time. Mm. Any and all advice and opinions are welcome. Please help us. Um... I, you sound very young to me. And I think we've had a question like this before. I'm assuming you're really young. Um, 
And I think that it's fair, you know, I get it. We live in this society now, especially the way culture is where it's like, everyone needs to be sexually realized. Don't shame her vulva. You should be touching yourself all the time. Women's sexuality is, 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 is human rights. Look, I'm all for being comfortable with your body, but we haven't totally caught up with the idea as a society that women should just be as unencumbered as men are when it comes to sexuality. And those things manifest themselves in the way we see ourselves and the way that we experience pleasure, whether it's you're not, and look, I get it. And this is, feels so weird. You're not comfortable asking, I don't have to get specific for him to go down on you. Um, or you're not comfortable asking for what you want in bed. You know, men are sort of imbued with this sense of like, here's what I want, let's fucking do it. And girl's like, whatever you wanna do. You spend a good chunk of your 20s um, thinking you're into stuff that guys are into, but you're not actually. And that's because of things that are represented in porn and the way our world sort of caters to guys. There is a version where you're just not a sexual person, but I'm willing to bet that you just haven't had your clock rocked by like a sexual dude. So also the version where your boyfriend's like not that great at it, or because you don't really know how to communicate, you don't know what to ask for, you also may not know what you want. So before we write off the idea that you have throbbing sexual organs, I would just um, think about like what you fantasize about, think about what turns you on and think about if you're comfortable asking for that or not. I'm not saying it's right or wrong to do that, but one day you're gonna, you're gonna be single and you're gonna be like on uh, spring break or something. You're going to meet some dude named like Romero or something. I don't think they're that. And you're going to have dirty trunk sex and you're going to be like, that was the oh. best. And we're still friends on Facebook. So just give it a beat, but just know that it gets better if you, if you let it. It gets better. <laughs> hey, Eliza. It's nice to have something positive end in a trunk. Usually you, you just die. I'm watching a lot of Bosch. Kick it. Hi, Eliza. My name is Kelsey Gwynn. I've always wondered if dogs or any pets really have preferred music genres. Kind of want to know your take on it, LOL. No, they don't. As far as I'm concerned, Tianfu loves me singing at her about her because that's the majority of my catalog. Does she seem like she likes that? Tiny mouth, you go down south. Um, She tolerates it. I'm sure some really smart dogs like German Shepherds love like a good aria or something. Um, And I think like Huskies, like, like they sing, but... Tianfu also seems pretty indifferent. So Have you played any Chinese music for her? Well, there's that one Chinese song that the people who rescued her made like a little compilation video. Mm-hmm. Woo, I need, which I found out means I love you. Uh, but I don't, she doesn't seem to notice it. Oh, she's not like, oh, my people. She only uh, notices the sound of a bag, uh, the sound of anything outside. Yeah. And other dogs. Other than that. Does she have any TV shows she pays attention to or no, movies? No, but I have seen her watch the TV. Okay. I'm not a favorite show. I think that that, you have to have like a really intelligent dog for that. And Tianfu eats rocks. So Hi. Gracie loved no. America's Next Top Model only when Tyra Banks was on screen. She would get up and go up to the TV. Because she has cat-like features? Because her Maybe. eyes are like wide set? Kick it. That was a waste of time. My name is Maggie and you can totally shout me out. I know your advice is always to talk it out with your sisters, wives, and friends, but I think this is slightly trickier. My boyfriend and I have been together for about four months. I learned relatively early that his best friend and business partner committed suicide. It's something I'd like to know about him and it would bring a lot of things into focus, but I am not sure if that's super off the table. Thoughts and input are always welcome from you. Hope Tianfu isn't as tired of you as my dogs are of me. Love you. So you know this about him, but he doesn't know that you know this? I think she 
knows but doesn't know anything about, like they don't talk about it with each other. I mean, there's also the version where like, he's the reason the guy killed himself. I feel really bad about that. Oh, dark joke. Um, there's this, there's two schools of thought. There's, it's something he doesn't want to talk about. Mm. You know, like if you were married to like a soldier who had some sort of PTSD, like you want to know what's making them upset, but sometimes people aren't ready to talk about it, can't talk about it. You know, there are some yeah. things that are just too difficult. Um, there, the, but there's also the, you want to be open with the person you're dating. When it comes to women, like we want to know everything. We love the idea of like, I found him and he's a little broken and I fixed him. He's got a deep secret and he shared it with me. He's really a vampire. We met in science class. I would really look at why do you, is it, do you want to talk about it or do you just want the thrill of knowing he's telling you? Like do some real soul searching. Is is something affecting the way he's treating you or behaving? Or is this just some information you came upon, but it doesn't really affect your day to day? You shouldn't be afraid to bring it up. Right. You know, you shouldn't be afraid to say, hey, I know this about you and I never want, and he shouldn't, he should be okay with you saying, I know this about you. I felt uncomfortable because I know this and I wanted you to know that I knew, mm -hmm. but you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. And he'll be like, yeah, I'm not. But it, it should be comfortable for you to bring up the fact that you know it. But I guess my question is like, why do you, yeah, you have to ask yourself, why do you want him to know that you know? Right. Is it like when somebody says that someone's died and you want to ask like, how? It's all we want to know. How? You said he killed himself. I'm like, how? Yeah. In an obituary, it should lead with hung himself. And then Scott, or I shouldn't have said Scott, was a good father. Every, anybody who says they don't want to know how is lying. Yeah. It's just a morbid part of being a human. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Okay. Biscuit has a few questions. Number one, would you get a second dog? I did. Her name's Tianfu. I mean, at the same time, are you a one dog kind of person? Oh, yeah. It would have to be like we found a dog that needs a home. Mm-hmm. You're not going to seek out. You, you have your hands full. With- that being said, like the week I got her, we were all, I went, not the week, but like a couple weeks after I went to Florida and there was like a puppy mill, which I didn't know really what I was in. And there was all the Pomeranians and I was like, I'm going to steal a Pomeranian, a Merle Pomeranian. Um, yeah. If there was a dog that needed a home and- I was in possession of it. Like if mm-hmm. we found it. Okay. Yeah. But, but I don't want one. What have you and Smokey learned about each other during lockdown? That was a pleasant surprise. Um, that's a good question. I don't think he has an answer when it comes to me. Um, a pleasant surprise. I don't know. I was already living with him. Yeah. I think I've been pleasantly surprised. Not that I expected it at how easy he is to live with. And everyone's like comics are like, you know, I'm never home which I'm not, but I've been pleasantly surprised at how easy it's been. We really respect each other's space and he makes all my food, which is a really nice, pleasant surprise. It's um, not a surprise. He keeps a really clean kitchen, so it's kind of a pleasant surprise to see how clean he keeps it. And I think we just, it, it's been a real nice exercise. And I also pleasantly surprised how much time he wants to spend with me. I think it's very cute. Like, if I go into a room, he'll just kind of, like, come in. Like, hey, like, what are we doing? I'm like, we, we're napping. So not so much of a surprise as much as a confirmation that I married a lovely man. Yeah. Okay. Sela Cortez Photography. Hey, Eliza. Plug your business on your own. (laughs) I have it. That's their Instagram name. I have a friend who at one point about a year ago was more than a friend. We never officially dated, but we were both well aware that we liked each other. And we chick, dude or chick. Just kidding. It's a, it's a girl talking about a dude. Uh, it's a girl. Talking I don't know who the other person is. Feels like a dude. We liked each other. We probably would have dated if he wasn't going to be moving soon. See, see confirmed. Next. Anyway, he moved to Idaho and now he's back. I live in California and we're both dating other people. But recently he's been texting me a lot and he hasn't once brought up his girlfriend. And he said things like, I miss you and you're pretty as ever when he saw a photo of me. Some other things that he used to say Who when we were talking last to year. Idaho and then back to California. Like, what are you, a farmer? 
I'm just getting the vibe that he's flirting again. I'm not sure what to do because we're really good friends and he's helped me through a lot of shit and I'll always care about him. But I really like the guy that I'm currently with and I don't want him to feel like I'm fostering this other dude's possible feelings for me and any advice would be very helpful. Um, Sounds like you're fostering. If that question is too much, then I have another question. No, 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 no. It's just fine. It's tough. It's tough because it's like you dance with the one that brought you, you know? I think Wait, like but th- I think this next question about the guy she's currently dating is important. Question, is this guy hot? I've been dating him for almost two months. We just found out that he's going to be moving to New York in September. Again, I live in California. No, he's not. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's not. This was four days ago. So Corona. I don't know how I keep meeting and dating guys that are imminently moving away. I've been in a long distance relationship before and it was hell and wreaked havoc on me. And personally, I don't want to put myself through that again. Was wondering if it's pointless to keep dating him if I know we're just going to break up when he moves. P.S. Love you and your work. Think you're hilarious. So. Sounds like your mind is made up. Right. And it sounds like Idaho moved back just in time. Yeah. And unless you're just like loving sleeping with this dude, I suggest you have before, and this is the honor part of it, before you talk to Idaho, I would talk to New York Corona. And be like, I think we're going to break up. I, I'm, I've always been, and I've always led, I've always done this in my life. You break up with the one that you're with before you go secure the other relationship. Because if you, and I just think this is karmically, if you go to Idaho guy and you're like, hey, by the way, do you like me? He's like, I do like you. Then you go break up with New York and then New York guy's like, actually, no, I, I really love you. And I, it's too muddy. You have to be clear about your feelings. Yeah. Those are the ones that matter. Do you see a future with New York guy? It's sounding like no. Would you stay with New York guy if Idaho guy didn't exist? If the answer is yes, then you should stay with New York guy. Mm. If the answer is no, then you got to cut him free anyway. Yeah, but but what's happening right now is is a little too murky. The the, the conversations you're having with Idaho guy, it's not, if you want to stay it's with your current guy, yeah. It's disrespectful and you have to think about it this way. If you came upon those texts that, and your boyfriend was having those texts with a girl, would you be okay with that? Yeah. Unless they're super anodyne, like super like, hey, how was your day? Okay, cool. But he's not respecting his relationship, which is something you might want to look at. He's not respecting the girl that he's dating. Right, right, right. Girls are always like, yeah, I stole your man. It's like, don't think someone else, steal him. Don't think he wouldn't cheat on you. Right. It's seldom like, and every once in a while, it's like, yeah, and I was meant to be with this girl. Take a hard look at the way you feel about New York guy, but you may as well cut that one off. I mean, September's a ways away. Um, and if you have a future with him, great. But also, you know, it does bear a conversation with the Idaho guy because he also could just be bored. Dudes do that a lot where it's like, I don't know, I, yeah, you're my soulmate. And you're like, but are we going to be together? Right. See how you feel first. Also, do you, I, I'm not guessing that you necessarily want to date Idaho guy. Because why didn't they date before? They were just talking. And friends. And he sounds like up. a dilettante. I don't like Idaho guy. But you need to respect the relationship that you're in. Otherwise, you will not be respected in future relationships. <laughs> Explosion. <laughs> Truth bomb. Oops, I cocked a gun. Bam. <laughs> Selena Noel 19. Any sound effects here. It's just me. That was all me. Did you know that? That was all me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning okay. I'm turning 30 this year. This is Selena Noel 19. I'm turning 30 this year and I'm trying not to make a big deal out of it, but it's it is a, a milestone. Deal. I feel like I've grown so much as a person in the last few years. No. I kind of feel like 30 is a good turning point for working on yourself and working on past traumas or past issues. working on yourself, do you mean masturbating? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people my age are really working on themselves now. <laughs> 
was this? Oh my God, please call what? this episode working on yourself. No, don't. No one will want to watch that because if they don't know it's about masturbating, they'll think it sounds like a self-help Should podcast. Should the title of the episode be working on yourself and then a parenthesis masturbating? Yes. Emily, what are you doing? I'm working on myself. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. You guys. Was this? <laughs> There's no one here. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people my age are really working on themselves now. <laughs> they was are this, at all ages. Was this really a thing before all the self-help books and memes and podcasts? Am I being force-fed to feel as if I need to work on myself? Or is this just how it is when you hit the big 3-0? What? Um, it's part of a societal construct because it's the demarcation of a decade and we love a nice round number. Uh, there are some chemical changes that happen. Every woman tells you like around 30, you get like super horny and you're like, I'm doing it for me. I'm working on myself. Look- you're always working on yourself, no matter who you are. Other than Donald Trump, you're always self-reflecting, trying to get better. And working on yourself could be just making better dietary choices. It could be watching smarter TV. It could be dating nicer people. It doesn't have to be this like psychological romp. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you're doing okay. So the fact that you're asking this question makes me think you're doing okay. Just know that there's no beginning or end to working on yourself. And you are going to turn 30 and some people will get married. Some will have babies. Some will just be drunk all the time. It's very easy to compare yourself, but as long as you think you're doing okay, then you are. But yeah, you don't have to just because you're 30 do one or the other. Right. That's it. Don't worry about it. Nobody's that interested in it. Other than for like selling a sitcom, nobody really cares about the 30 thing. No. You're fine. But okay. welcome to the best decade and eat that candy now because your metabolism is about to fucking nosedive. Okay. Sugar bomb. Hi, friends. I just moved into a new apartment with my partner. We are renting the first friend floor. Friend or friends? Friends. Okay, good. Because that's less weird. Friend is weird. Oh. Start over. Hi, friends. Hi. I just moved into a new apartment with my partner. We are renting the first floor of a large Victorian house in West Philadelphia. Ooh. The only part of Philadelphia with trees. Everybody. Everybody listening just said, bone and raise. The house is split into four apartments, ours being the largest and only unit with access to a big and beautiful backyard. Only unit with a bathroom. I'm friendly with the other renters in the building and one of my closest friends lives on the second floor. Uh -oh. My friend is going through a divorce and having a tough time. She's also a nurse working on a COVID floor. God. In the weeks prior to her floor becoming dedicated to COVID patients, I invited her to spend time with me in the backyard six feet apart. Now that she's in the thick of it, I don't feel comfortable sharing physical space, which I let her know. She was semi-resistant to my feelings, saying that it's only going to get worse, so we should hang out when we can. I reluctantly I spent one more hang sesh with her in my backyard, then drew the line. She seemed fine with my decision until she texted me a few hours later, begging me to let her have a date in my backyard with a chick she met on Tinder. I struggled to set boundaries, but stuck to my guns. She's having said, a date? Yeah, it said that I wasn't comfortable with her hosting a friend in my space. She responded saying she didn't understand because we were just hanging out and that her date would only be an hour. I'm bad at setting boundaries, but I stuck to my guns and said no, hoped that she could understand and wished her the best on her date. She didn't text back. I felt guilty Ew. and sent a bunch of sorry messages and well wishes for her Tinder date. It's been four days and she still won't answer my texts. I've known her for 10 years. She's always neglected my boundaries. And honestly, if I give her an inch, she takes a mile. COVID aside, I don't want my backyard space, an amenity that I paid double her rent for, yeah. to be a free-for-all for this friend. Whenever we hang out, I am wine and dining her. She never pays me back for anything. And now she wants to use my space. I've already said a bunch of sorries because I have a problem with saying no, but Oof. she's very obviously giving me the cold shoulder because we usually text on the reg. How should I set boundaries without hurting our friendship? Now, note, I feel indebted to... Indebted. 
I feel indebted. Indebited. The B is pronounced indebted. I feel indebted to her because she was there-ish for me during my traumatic breakup when my five-year relationship ended. I want to pay it forward, but how many times is enough to make up for her help? Thank you. Sending love and stays. First of all, you're not paying it forward. You're paying it back, which is a shitty way to feel in a friendship that you're paying it back. Uh, She doesn't respect you and she's a bully and- she, by by doing nothing, she's doing nothing and it's driving you crazy. And she knows that. She's merely not texting back and you're like, well, I'm sorry. Hope your day's going good. Hey, friend. Hey, this. No. That's me. I spin out and text if yes. I don't get a response. You, it comes with age, the control of being like, you know what? I said what I said. It is a tricky thing because you opened up the backyard and it's tough to be like, look, I pay for that backyard because it Double. is just a backyard. That, But that's an important factor is like it's... It, you have to go through her house to get to it and she pays double. So yeah. it's not like she just happens to have access. No. no, she is paying for that privilege. You have set up, first of all, this is not your friend and you've outgrown this relationship. I know I'm all about like just shedding friends like snakeskin, but you've set up these boundaries and it's up to her to respect them. Yeah. Honestly, this idea, she was there for you when you, uh, but was she, was she really? If you're saying you wine and diner, were you paying for the hangs? Like, and let's say she was, that's what friendship is. Yeah. And it sounds like, she, and balls, by the way, a nurse dealing with COVID patients should not be going on a date. I don't care if you at no. me about that. And don't make it a gay thing, okay? Oh, female comic shames, lesbian nurse, trying to get her rocks off. We all are feeling lonely and isolated. You, you know, doing a social distance hang is fine, truly outside six feet away. But it sounds like she's taking advantage of it. And it's really scary that as a nurse, she isn't, I understand, by the way, everybody's feeling isolated and sad and I get that, but it's really scary that she's not understanding. Also, what's her plan for this hour long backyard date? That's Come over an, for 60 minutes. First of, well, it's not an hour. Then it's an hour 15. Hey, yeah. we're leaving. No, yeah. she's taking advantage of you. This person's not being a good friend. And if you've clearly outlined these things to her, which you need to do, I mean, it sucks because you live in the same building, but you would be like, this is how I feel. Yeah. I hope you can be okay. Oh, you'll notice in life, other people have no problem setting their own boundaries as she has. She has yeah. no problem letting you feel bad, which she's doing right now mm-hmm. by being a passive aggressive child. And she's probably, I'm going to say this last thing. You've been friends for 10 years. So when you started being friends, when you were much younger, mm-hmm. she exhibited this behavior and you tolerated it because that was the structure of the relationship. And what she wasn't ready for was your dick. Right. She wasn't ready for you to grow up, man up. She wasn't ready for you to evolve and mature and get older. So she's stuck doing that. Mm-hmm. And here you are as an adult being rational and she doesn't want to handle that. So either she needs to evolve to where you are or you've outgrown it and you're done. That's it. And shame on her for spreading this disease like a typhoid Mary. Yeah. Hey, Liza and Emily. Love the podcast. Thanks for keeping me occupied during my social distancing walks. Here's my question. I had a friend over and while playing a tennis video game, the remote accidentally slipped out of my friend's hand and it wound up breaking my TV. She felt bad and immediately offered to pay for it. I told her not to worry because it was an accident and explained to her that I didn't even pay for the TV and only got it because I exchanged a work giveaway for it. So I didn't even pay for it. She still felt bad and sent me $400 on Venmo for it. I told her not to, but said if I sent... But she said if I sent the money back to her, she would block me. There's no way to reject money sent to you. I did get a new TV. I mean, how could I not during quarantine? But how do I get her to take back the money or at least a good chunk of it? Spend that shit. I mean, maybe you- bought you, a new TV without that $400? Yeah. 
I guess. You must have so much money. I mean. Who's who's Venmoing $400? Venmo's for like a movie ticket. I, I really, the we have so many people that are like just not paying each other back. Like that's so often the question. So it's like a little nice to see someone who's like, no, I broke your thing. It doesn't matter if you got it free. It's going to come out of your pocket right. to fix it. I want to contribute. You know, that's a good friend. Maybe if she won't take the money back when all this clears up, you can take her on like a nice You could dinner. do That's a great idea. Be like, hey- First of all, here's what I would do. If you really want to give it back to her, this is a very Japanese argument. Like, no, I couldn't possibly. No, please. No, I couldn't possibly. Yeah. Here's what you do. Go, print the money. Go get the money. $400. Oh, put in an envelope. When you see her, be like, I am not trying to embarrass you. I do. I feel wrong taking this. I would like to give this to you. Hand it to her. Because that's different than like in theory, which is what mm-hmm. this money is. If she gets upset or whatever, be like, then can we please go to a really fun dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Give her the chance to take it back. And like, be like, I do not want to, I'd love to put this in your, pur- in your purse, you know, because I think there's part, like, I get that. I would be like, please take, I don't want to be a bad person. I accidentally broke your thing. I feel so bad. Yeah. And if they made a big deal, if she out Japanese is you. Yeah. Then be like, okay, fine. But I'm taking you to dinner. And if she says no to that, then it's just weird. Yeah. That's a good idea. Or I'm taking us for many petties when people are allowed to touch my feet again. Right. Just something, because clearly this is a good friendship. This is an honorable person, you know? So, so we you know, use the money to honor that friendship. Yeah. Be careful because you don't want to just take her out. And she's like, oh, you know, where'd you get this money? Not that she would ask. And you're right. like, the, from the TV. And she's like, right. what? Right. Or Cause, just, cause she's, she's not giving it to you for fun. She's giving it to you to, repl- it's, it's complicated. Just pay yourself back for the TV and be like, thanks for the TV. Yeah. But I mean, have- yeah, if, if, if you go with that, like sh- show her a picture of the TV you got, like, I love my new TV. Some people are very weird about receiving gifts. I am not. I expect them. I wake up every morning. I'm like, where's my present? But that's just my love language. Free gifts. Free cheese. <sighs> Your small step. Ray Rain 2911. You can't read like that in the microphone. People are looking for uplifting things and you're like, oh, I hope I die on the way release me from this tepid work environment. Ray Ray 2911. Can you do it with a smile? Ray Ray 2911. <laughs> hey, Eliza, baby arm and all other friends. Not you, Scott. You hear that? that Scott's a friend. Hot Scotty. Kick People it. very much enjoyed his President's remix That's of your great. song. Oh, oh, right. Kick it. Hey, Eliza, baby arm and all other friends. I said hi. I loved hearing that pick, pick and running... That you picked up running even though you actively dislike it. I am in the same boat. Pretty bad. However, I recently had my wedding dress fitting and it was a little too snug. So much so that my seamstress left a few undone so it wouldn't snap. I felt very defeated by this and began to hate my body even more than I already did. I know that it isn't the right attitude to have. And I don't want to start running and working out because I hate my body, but I also need to lose some weight. That's okay. My question is, how did you find the motivation to start doing something you hated without being fueled by negative feelings about your body? Thanks. Well, don't run. Do something else. There's so many workouts out there. By the way, you can run and exhaust yourself and really have only burned like 200 calories. And then what happens is you eat even more. That's an issue with me and working out is that, and while I don't have like a weight quote unquote problem, um, I work out, I do a normal workout and it just makes me so hungry. I found that the days that I don't work out, I tend to eat less because your body's not burning uh, as much. It's not ripping through energy. But, you know, a big part of weight loss is diet. And I always remind myself of that when I'm dying during work and I'm like, I'll just eat less later. But then when I'm later and I'm eating, I'm like, okay, I'll just run more. You also will, you know, you're trying to lose weight. You'll put on muscle if you're running. And it was a cool transformation to kind of see like a little bit of definition. Find another workout. 
and I suggest you put yourself on some sort of meal plan. I'm not advocating for one or the other. Of course, you can always order Daily Harvest, healthy, tasty smoothies. But I did the ketogenic diet to get ready for a comedy special and it was difficult and a little joyless, but it shows. Like it worked. It's tough and you got to do it right. I didn't do the pee strips or anything, but I saw, and I'm not an overweight person and I like saw it in my face. Um, so yeah. And by the way, it is okay to work out this, this version of society where we're like, don't say that you're unhappy with your body. Love your body. Never work out to lose weight. Fuck that. We all want to lose weight. We all want to feel good. We all want to look good. And it doesn't, the, the issue is when we define what that is. So if you want to lose a couple pounds to fit into the dress, of course, you can always get the dress bigger. First of all, I'm like, where are you wearing this dress? Because everyone's wedding was canceled, but that's great that yours is far enough away. Sounds like you have plenty of time. Diet is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about what you put in your body. You don't realize how much sugar is in everything. So if you have the, the means or the money or the time to consult a dietitian, but if you can just cut out sugar, uh, it'll, you'll, you'll feel the difference, but, uh, don't put so much emphasis on the, on the workout and just look at what you're eating as well. Okay. That's it. Cause there's no way you're running enough to lose enough. Like you'd have to run a lot. And if you're like me, you're probably running 15 minutes max and then eating everything. Mm-hmm. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Patrick from Arizona says, But don't hate your body. You're going to look beautiful on that day. Yeah. I've seen girls that look hideous and they still look beautiful. So they sometimes you're like, oh, what an angel. You're like, hmm. What was that? Patrick from Arizona. After texting someone from Tinder for a month, I went on some dates with a woman. Yes, broke quarantine, admittedly. Shame on me. Where we would meet up and just talk in public places. Friends backyard, West Philadelphia. 
We instantly hit it off and started having deep conversations as well as the normal getting to know you conversations with added hot and heavy flirting through innuendos. Whoa. On our third date at her house, she informed me that she's not looking for something serious because she's about to take the boards and once she passes, she will not have a lot of free time due to the first couple of years of being a doctor taking up an incredible amount of her time. She's already dreading having to give away her dog to her family at that time. Jesus. I said I'd like to roll with the punches and see if our connection just grows into something serious, to which she said she feels it's a low probability and she wants to keep it casual. We wound up having sex that night and it was a cherry on top to how I feel about her. I think she's an amazing woman. And while I know some of this is the excitement of meeting someone new, I feel there is something real here and would rather try and fail at being serious than not try at all. What do you think would be the best course of action? P.S. Thanks for all the laughs. You inspire me to get it back into stand-up. Because the first time I watched you reminded me how much fun stand-up can be. Well, that's why she doesn't want to be with you. number <laughs> one. She's a doctor yeah. and you're a stand-up comedian. <laughs> number two, you're talking about how do I make this work? Um, But she doesn't want to make it work. Yes. Here's the thing. She's not into you. I'm so sorry. She's saying. You, by the way, men tend to do this for as much. And I'm not saying this is you. You sound like a sweet man. Um, Men tend to do this. We always call women psychos. But you always see guys like, no, I'd like to make this work. It's like, she's saying no. Well, she said no. Keep- and then you said, are you sure? And she said, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's like that dude on um, Love is Blind, the like short dude. Oh, with the She's with like, the we're blonde. 10 years apart. And he's like, I'm just in. Granted, it was like stage, but like yeah. would not take no for an answer. Um, Patrick, I've gone on your Instagram. Uh, I also looked at the first picture you ever posted. And it's weird how you put your bananas in the oatmeal. It's like weirdly sexual. It makes me really uncomfortable. Anyway, um, you seem like a cool dude, uh, but she's just not into you. And and that's just the case. And I made the joke earlier, like you're a stand-up comic, she's a doctor. And I say that as a stand-up comic and I'm like, who would want any of us? Um, that's what it is. You're willing to hang around, but she is on a very focused path. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a chance that like she just loves having sex with you. So you might get your heart broken on this. So is it worth it to hang around because the sex is fun? You know, it's funny because men are always asking women, like, just go with the flow. And here this girl's like, yeah, let's just fucking do it and fuck and go with the flow. And you're like, I just love you so much. There's also an element of you wanting what you can't have, which whether you realize it or not is part of it. You can't force her into wanting a relationship with you. So this this tact of like thinking about like, well, what can I do to make it? You can't. Did he say that? He said. No, he didn't say that. Uh, he, he said. He didn't say that. Patrick would not do that. What? what do you think would be the best course of action? There's something real here. Yeah. I'd rather try and fail at being serious than right. not try at all. You don't need to try Hold because on. she doesn't want you to try. But that being said, a lot of women, myself included, it's like, I'm fine. I don't want you to, okay, do try. Okay, don't try. Look, it sounds like she's not that into you and I would just talk to her. I would listen to her and give her exactly what she wants. Be like, do you want to keep hanging out for the rest of this? And if she says anything other than an enthusiastic yes, I would just cut your losses. Yeah. It sounds like you're about to get your heart broken. Yeah. Um, so if you can't take it for just companionship and fun cherry on top sex for now, then I would move on. Yeah. Uh, there is also the version where she is just afraid that it won't work out and that you will become something or it'll get bad. But if she's not even willing to try, you can't make her. Right. I think you have to trust in she what someone's saying. You. No yeah. means no. He's not a rapist. Don't say it like that. He likes her. And 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 she said no. So ask her. 
How about that? What if we all just Sounds like people? he did ask her and she said no. Yeah, but they're still hanging out. So go to her. And also remind, remember that like your heart is important too. Right. She said, it's not, I don't want it to be serious. And he said, what are the, ch- could it yeah, be but, serious? But, and she said, low probability. Yeah, but define serious. Like, does that mean we see each other every night, but we don't say I love you? Does that mean we can't see other people? Like put some parameters. If she's getting rid of her dog, she doesn't want to date this guy. Yeah, but for how long? Years, two years. Yeah, when does that start though? Soon. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about for this interim. Between now and whenever this starts, it could be a couple months. And, you know, you don't want to, I hate to sound tacky, but like you're going to spend money on this girl. And like, yeah, you're getting like sex out of it. But if you want something more, it might be worth it to cut your losses. So ask her, be like, what do you want to do? And then weigh that against what you want. If she's like, let's just keep hanging out. Do you want to keep spending energy and time on someone who is not going to change their mind? That's the guy thing is you're like, well, maybe with a little song and dance, Suave Rico. So just knowing that it's going to be a no, do you want to keep hanging out with her? And mm-hmm. you'll say yes, because men are glutton for, gluttons for punishment. But that's my answer. Trying to invite her to a, a two-drink minimum $5 comedy show? Girls love fucking comedy shows. Quarantine. Oh, that's right. A Zoom comedy show? <laughs> Kick it! Hey, Liza and Emily. I've been quarantined in my apartment for over two months now, and I'm realizing how- Oh, wait, I'm sorry. And if all else fails, show up at her front door. No. Do chicks fucking love a man? No, it's a quarantine. That's an attack. You drive up. You're that girl. He's in my space, officer. (laughs) He's just on your phone. You drive up in your truck. You flash your headlights in her front window, and you be like, get out of here. Don't drink on the way there, but start drinking the second you park your car on her front lawn. And if all else fails, you put a fucking foot through that cat door. Hey, Liza and Emily. I've been quarantined in my apartment for over two months now, and I'm realizing how real my feeling for my neighbor are. Uh We've lived across the hall from each other for about a year, and our apartments mirror each other. I can hear him brush his teeth. I don't think that's important, but it's kind of funny. Definitely not something you should share with him. I want to make... I can hear my neighbor brush his teeth. He spits a lot. Okay. I want to make a move, but obviously don't want to mess up our friendship or the fact that we're neighbors. And the other thing is he's 10 years older than me. I'm in my 20s and he's in his 30s. Do I make a move? Let me know if you need more contacts in high town, Phil. Um, no. Yeah, I vote yes. No. First of all, the age difference is irrelevant, unfortunately, because it's going the other way. I just talked about love is blind. She's like, I'm 10 years older. But you are at the same maturity level that he's at right now, being 21 and he's 39. Uh. (laughs) Um... I mean, I don't know. I because you're like I'm really realizing how intense my love is for him. You're not. You. It's a. You're a victim of your circumstances. Yeah. This is why people fall in love at work. This is why you fall in love with your high school boyfriend. It's who's there. Just listening to him brush his teeth. This like, is why your best friend is your best friend. Because not because she's the best one for it. It's because she grew up next door to you. So this guy's next to you, and I wonder if you know paired against like eight other hot dudes out in the regular world, if you'd still want that guy. Keep in mind there's a. chance it will go south and then you got to live next door. But you know, it's your mistake to make. It's not the worst mistake. So as long as you don't get your heart broken, but sounds like you're just a little lonely and a little horny. Is it going to upset you if, if he does, he's not interested and then you have to listen to him brush his teeth. You know what? Fucking call him up. Be like, Hey, um, do you want to have sex? (laughs) Just do it. It'll be thrilling. And he will, he'll, unless you're hideous, he'll be like, yeah, actually, even if you are hideous, especially if you're hideous, some dudes are into it. He'll be like, yeah, and, and F that dude. And by the way, you might be really bad. And then you're like, oh, I fucked my neighbor. But it's fucking hysterical. I fucked my neighbor. I can hear him brush his teeth. Why does she have a hot neighbor? My neighbor is Hawk and Louie's in our shared bathroom. I mean, he might not be hot. She might just have, have quarantine brain. Uh-huh. 
So. Taylor Rianne. Hi, Eliza, Wait, baby. Sleep with your neighbor. Write us back. Let us know how it goes. Taylor Rianne. Don't use protection. You don't need to. You already breathe the same air. Taylor Rianne. Hi, Eliza, baby arm, Tianfu, and her boa. I'm 26 and her making- boa? I guess she had a or little- bow. Oh. <laughs> I just was like, oh, she must have a toy I don't know about. No way. How's bow spelled? B-A-O. Oh, okay. Did they spell it boa? Yeah. Or did you say boa? No, I spelled boa. Like the steakhouse. I'm 26 and making a shift in my education from physical therapy to culinary school. I'm having some reservations and need help. One, COVID is making the trajectory of most career fields uncertain. Two, I haven't been able to build up the courage to tell my parents. For context, my mom is a nurse and my dad a small business owner. After getting out of the military, I was under a lot of pressure from them to figure out my education since I get it for free and went for something that seemed like a short thing. I brought up the idea of shifting to get a bachelor's in business and they scoffed at it, saying I'd never get a good job with that degree. I can't imagine how disappointed they would be what? if I told them I was going to culinary a school. Degree? Who are your parents? A bachelor's in business, not a master's, not an MBA. A bachelor's is a bachelor's. You're fine. Well, that's not what he's... Hold on. Or you she, know how many girls have a bachelor in communications and they're running Twitter accounts? Like, you're fine. Well, Yeah, me. Yeah, I'm looking at you. <laughs> and psychology. And look at and you now, flying media. high, wearing all free merch. I have three. Feeding you once a day? I have three degrees. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine how disappointed they would be if I told them I was going to culinary school. I know they won't think of it as a legitimate choice for a long-term career, they know how much I love to cook, but have made comments like cooking could be cool, a cool side gig later on. By the way, culinary school is covered by my veterans benefits, so I don't have to pay for that either. How do I gain confidence in starting the career that I've wanted to do since I was 10 years old when it's not necessarily the most stable choice? And how do I tell my judgy parents? I know they mean well, but they're making me feel like a failure for not wanting a job that requires four to eight years of college to start. I mean, they're... I have to be honest, their logic is a little screwy because even a BS in business is still a bachelor's degree. Like it's still a basic college education. And with college educations being, not to say worth less and less, but the emphasis on that being less people just starting stuff, entrepreneurship um, and media, the way it's changing the landscape of everything. Um, I think it's a little weird that your parents minimize that. And also everybody needs food. So you may not become the next Bobby Flay, but- Everybody needs sous chefs and line cooks and prep cooks and chef de cuisines and pastry chefs. Like right. everybody. But right now, a lot of restaurants are shutting down and we don't know how many will be able to reopen. For sure. But you could be a corporate chef. You could be a recipe developer. You could be a chef for a company. Mm -hmm. You know, you could work overseas. It's one of those jobs where you could pretty much work anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And given that you're not even going to see the fruits of your labor for a long time anyway, I think this COVID thing, while it does suck and there will be lasting effects, like the world will go back to some semblance of normalcy. This is less about that being lucrative and more about you being afraid to tell your parents, hey, I want to do this instead of that. Mm -hmm. um, and you just need to stand in that conviction. I think your parents sound like very level-headed practical people, even though I think they're a little wrong. So maybe coming up with a plan. Be like, I'm going to attend this school. I'm going to make money this way. And then my goal is to do this and this. And here's how I'm going to achieve that goal. Yeah. And maybe present them. Here's my two-year plan, my five-year plan. Here's where I see myself in 10 years. Yeah. To show that you get, you know, because even as you're talking to me, I don't buy that it's something you've wanted to do since you were 10, but maybe it is. Um, also, you served in the military. So fuck what anyone thinks. You were willing to give up your life so people like us could screw around in our backyards ignoring health warnings. You do what you want, soldier. And I will see you at Golden Corral. Anonymous. Okay. 
Tonight, I had a huge bull fight with a close family member who lives a few hours away over why it's the right thing to do to social distance and such. We are in New York State, so shit is real here. I'm trying to stay like Everybody says that about everyone's state. You'd be saying that without Corona. We're in New York State. Shit is real. From Strong Island to the capital, which is in Albany. I'm trying to stay like Switzerland. However, there are times I just lose my shiz on people about this. Is shit real in Switzerland too? Maybe because they're neutral. Shit gets real. It's hard to hold fast. Now I'm quickly toggling between feeling guilty. You know what Switzerland the- is. Don't say that like I'm like, I know. I was making fun of you. Don't turn on me. Okay. <laughs> now I'm quickly toggling between feeling guilty for the argument and F that they deserve to hear this. I'm not shutting up. We are a very close communicative family, but have very different social and political views. However, this time I feel I cannot be complicit. Thoughts? Should I just bite my tongue? Nope. You are 100% right. Uh, your family is wrong. And bad. the only way bad things happen is when good men do nothing. I don't know if you're a girl or a dude. You sound like a girl. It's a guy, I think. Okay. Well, you sound like a girl. <laughs> um, there no, wait, you- it's a girl. Okay. So back to me being right. You pick your like battle. Right, stop talking. You pick your battles in this lifetime and you pick your battles with your family. Um, getting into heated political arguments is always tough, you know, unless it's about something very personal versus just the sport of arguing. However... Given that the effects of this disease are exacerbated by people's lack of adherence to the rules, mm-hmm. and this is happening in real time, this isn't like, you know, trickle down economics or voting on something that's not going to come to fruition for a long time. This is if you don't pay attention to the rules, you are spreading a disease, which is what I think you're arguing. Um, I do think it's worth standing up for because even if they don't do it, it will be in the back of their mind. Like I snipped at someone for littering and they were like, I wasn't littering. And they may have felt attacked in that moment, but I guarantee the next time they litter or they will think twice but before they do it again, which they will. So I think you have to pick your battles and you have to decide, do you want to be on the right side of history or just make yourself comfortable? That's how things change by people being uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to, I mean, look, this shouldn't be a political thing. Keeping other people safe shouldn't be a political thing. It somehow has become one. Tell your idiot family, this isn't about their rights. This is about doing what's best for people and keeping them safe. I understand you want to go back to work. We all do, and there are safe ways to do it. But Mm -hmm. the idea of not social distancing because you think you're uh, clutching your rights is beyond insane. This, yeah, this, yeah. So keep doing what you're doing. Kick it. MF Hawk. Says, hi, Liza Scott and Emily. I'm also Emily. No. Nope. So, so there's only one. So some context. I come from that standard all-American home, mom, dad, older brother, and me with dogs, cats, etc. It was a pretty pretty standard life growing up. Like no one's childhood is perfect, but I always was loved and supported. My parents didn't ever fight me on wanting to or my parents didn't even fight me on wanting to major in theater. So anyways, I'm in my final semester and recently my father decided it was the right time to tell me and my brother that before he married my mom, he had another son with this woman he used to be roommates with. Apparently my brother and I were kind of the last to find out. My dad said he hadn't been involved in this guy's life, who's now 30, but since my grandpa passed away a year ago, he started talking to him more frequently. My dad said that he, the half-brother, would like to talk to me and my brother and forwarded his contact info to us. I'm not sure what the next steps moving forward should be. I also haven't talked about this guy to my mom, who now knows I know, but I haven't seen her since I've been back at school. Now, follow-up. Because they say, now that I'm in quarantine with my parents, we have not brought this up once. And I'm wondering if it's just one of those family secrets that should stay in the cupboard. Would no. love some advice. No, because everyone knows, but not everyone knows that everyone knows. Oh, like friends. 
he doesn't know that you know that we know. So I challenge you to make out with me. I can't do it. And why is that? Because you're in love with Monica. Um, everybody knows and not everybody knows that everybody knows. And I feel really bad for the half brother because he's like, Hey, I didn't get my dad growing up and your dad feels bad. And you know what? You should have some sympathy. He's not trying. It's not like when you're a kid and your dad has another family and that kid's like taken away from your dad. You've had your dad. Uh, I think it'd be a pretty selfish thing to not at least give your dad and that kid the option to have a cup of coffee, have a dinner together. Like, what is that to you, really? Your dad's never going to love you less. You don't have to share him. I don't, I think it would be a really beautiful, peaceful thing to bring it up. If your mom's cool with it, which by the way, it's not like he cheated on your mom. And she already knows, obviously. I say, get it out. There's no reason to not bring this up. It doesn't seem like anything's angry, especially if you're like, yeah, we'd love to talk to him, but talk to your family first and then reach out. But it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. And by the way, you could meet the guy and he could be total creep. You don't have to see him again. Uh-huh. It's really more about your dad and him having communication at this point. On SVU, Detective Benson nope. had a horrible half-brother. I feel like I remember that. I had a friend this happened to her. Only the guy was like in his 40s mm-hmm. and he was kind of a weirdo. And she's like, I don't want to hang out with him. And I, was, I always thought like, oh, that's kind of selfish. But I think if the guy wasn't weird, then she would have been cool about it. So yeah. give him a chance. But this is really about your dad having closure and that poor kid that didn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. Sunny underscore C, heating up leftover for lunch fish in the workplace? Ooh. Question mark, context. We have a common no, break room I that roughly it. 15 people share. I Salmon is the fish of choice I eat. I don't need context. No, this problem hasn't gone away with quarantine. I work in essential manufacturing, so it's business as usual. Also, I'm not the only one in my office that wants to bring in odorous leftovers. Several of us are trying to eat healthy, so this has come up several times. Eat the fish cold. Salmon on a salad is cold. But, okay, here's the rule. Yes, make your fish, but then somebody's got to use microwave cleaner right after. Or no fish. Also, here's the thing. Different things smell bad to different people. Different cultures have different food. You know, then it's like, where do you draw the line? Hmm. What if McDonald's is an offensive smell? You know, like that's a slippery slope. So maybe it's, you just have to clean the microwave every time you use it. Hmm. You know, what are you just mumbling? You're just over there playing best fiends mumbling at me? Or just no fish. And but uh, it, multiple people want to have fish. No, they don't. He's just saying that for this question. And by the way, multiple isn't three. So <laughs> I mean, out of 15, it's- Eat it cold. Eat it cold. And that's how it should be eaten. Fish can be eaten cold. Fish on your salad. Why is it hot? It's making it unhealthy. Why is fish hot? Because it's on mashed potatoes. It's got a beurre blanc sauce. Yeah. Salmon's oh, filled. I want some fish on mashed potatoes. Okay, just eat it cold. Don't heat it up in my house. Okay. Hi, Eliza Chan. Can you not sigh like this is difficult? You're lucky to have a job. Uh, Yeah. You want to go? You want to go away? You want to go real far? uh, You want to go real far? uh, Please don't go real far. Anonymous. Will you get me a coffee before you go? (laughs) Really hoping to see you in Charlotte in November. You're a joy. So here's the thing. My husband is wonderful, caring, and supportive, but... Uh-oh. Unfortunately, Good. he is the product of his environment. That is, he's a white male in his late 20s from an upper middle class upbringing. He's a ref at Foot Locker. <laughs> with the typical nuclear family of two parents and two kids. He has quite literally never been in any situation that did not set him up for success. I didn't notice his blindness to other people's struggles until we saw that movie Hidden Figures. I wanted to talk about the racism and police brutality portrayed in the movie. And, and his he response to talk was about how hard math was. Yeah, I thought that was a little much. I mean, it wasn't that bad back then. 
again. Cue my shocked face. He also never really thought that workplace harassment was a real thing until I came home crying every day for months because of verbal abuse from my boss. Is there anything I can do to help him realize and see past his privilege? That's tough. Uh, That's tough because he's watching the movie and he's just like, yeah, so math. Yeah, but I mean, there's also the version, first of all, he's like a dude, white dude. And that is a movie about all black women in the 60s. Maybe you need to show him something a little bit more familiar. Mm. Like that's a different sex, a different race, a different More modern. Yeah. What about American History X? Mm. You know, Schindler's List. Um, I'm trying to think of like the Harriet Tubman movie. Like maybe something that just, it's a different spin because Hidden Figures doesn't feel, it's a historical movie, but it doesn't feel as hard hitting as something that's maybe more violent. You know, there are books and movies you finish it and it like rattles you to your core. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, maybe just having a conversation with him about that after, but maybe just, also he just may not have liked the movie, which right. is okay. I mean, maybe even the, the the news, what's going on right now, there's always stuff happening. It's really difficult to get people to step outside of themselves and sort of unlearn things. But I do believe the right book or movie or thing that can spark something I would pick a different movie. Yeah. Just because, by the way, just because you want to have a conversation about race or religion or sex doesn't mean that because you show someone one thing, they have to get it. Mm-hmm. That just might not be the right conduit. Mm-hmm. So try American History X. Try something where like the main character goes from being a bigot, being racist to something better. But don't say, this is, this is you. This is you. And then keep rewinding that curb stomping scene. Oh God. Oof. You've never seen the movie. Yeah, I've seen it. Whoa. Whoa. What'd you put it up against? Sharknado 12. I mean, Django Unchained. That's a fucking brutal movie. Mm. You know? So he just may not have liked Hidden Figures. I don't know a ton of like white men that lined up to see Hidden Figures. You know, I don't know the what best of part of that- Hidden Figures. How hidden figures were. No, there's like a scene in the trailer where like a fun song is playing and you know, it's terrible because she can't use the bathroom that's in the building she's in. She has to go use the bathroom that's far away. So she has to go to it. So there's, they play this fun song and she's like tip-tapping down fun the for street. Her. It wasn't, it was, but the trailer was so fun. And then you but watch even, the movie and you're like, oh, trying to think like- Moonlight. <laughs> Watch Moonlight. Moonlight's a great movie. Great movie. Or if you want to do one Station. with like white oppression, you could do like Angela's Ashes or like Far and Away, you know, like Far I'm away. just trying to think of like an Irish immigrant <laughs> story. I'm trying to think of, you know, or any of the- it's like poor white people. World War II movies, you know, I just, it just may not, may not have been the movie that spoke to him. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't sound like a reader, so I don't Fun know. Fun movie though. Right. Octavia Spencer really can do no wrong. She's- Excellent. But you probably shouldn't watch Ma. You should watch Ma. I don't want to see that. You should watch Ma. You know what you should watch is, you want to know about adversity and diversity? Instant Family. Did you see all the mommy? I star in with Octavia Spencer. You do. You've been in two films with her. Mm -hmm. She's truly like, when you think about it, she's one of our greatest actresses. She's outstanding. She's so good. But you look at the the number of genres that she is like traversed. Like she, you can put her in any, you can put her in space and be like, yeah, you can put her in the past and be like, yeah, you can put her anywhere. And you're like, yeah. She gave me advice one time at lunch. um, And it was privileged being uh, such an acclaimed actress. Like you could give this advice. Yeah. And she said, pick projects. No, what did she say? What did she say? Pick roles. What did she say? Roles not. She said, what did she say? Because she, she said- she, Hold on. Don't steal my thing. You don't remember it. And I remember the gist. She said, pick roles, not project. Because if 
Wait, what did she say? It was basically like you want to be the best part of a bad movie rather than the or the worst no, part of a good you movie. You want to be the worst part of a good movie versus the best part of a bad movie. I don't remember what she said now, which way it was. <laughs> I think she said pick projects, not roles. Okay. Yeah. And then I said to her, oh, you think that I get to pick the projects yeah. that I'm in? Right. I'm not just like, please, I'll play a plant. Yeah. Uh, but she's great. She's, and she's lovely to be on set with. So she Octavia. was, a, you know what? You know, it's an interesting racial movie uh, that I think is on Amazon Prime. It's called Loose and it stars her and Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Naomi Watts. Kelvin Harris, the DJ? No. <laughs> Kelvin Harrison Jr. who was just in, I believe, okay. Waves. Next. Kick it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, hi, Eliza and baby arm. I recently broke my right arm rollerblading. No, hold on. That being said, show your boyfriend something of substantial historic significance before he hate crime someone. Okay. <laughs> and says it's self-defense. Okay. Kick it. Hi, Eliza and baby arm. I recently broke my right arm rollerblading and will have to be out of work. For context, I work for an edible company that was deemed an essential business and have been working through COVID-19 because I chose to keep working instead of getting on unemployment right you away. broke your arm rollerblading? Yeah. That's awful. However, now I actually need it since my injury to my arm was so severe that I will be out for six to 10 weeks. What are some activities How or workouts- were you going? Should I do to pass the time? For a little more context, I live near Portland, Oregon, and I'm a 27-year-old girl. P.S. Being a carry sucks. Miranda all the way. Uh, so you want one work broken out. arm. What can you do at home to work out and keep active and not be bored? It's tough. Cause you just want to work your legs. Cause you can't pump your arms. Like you can't really run. No, you can do a lot of squats and you can do a recumbent bike. Learn how to do a split. Okay. You can do squats. Recumbent bike is good. Cause you're just laying there. Any sort of bike is okay. But I would just do squats and I would come out of this with thick ass horse legs, like ready to power fuck. That's what I would do. Be careful on those blades. Yeah, you don't want to work out the other arm because then you'll have just like one skinny arm. And maybe don't rollerblade. I get that it's Portland and it's like ironic. Don't do it. I was thinking about getting into rollerblading. Where? But I was scared. Okay. Well, that concludes today's chapter. Are you ready for Top of the Cop? Kick it. It's the Top of the Cop. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. You want to kick us off with a Top of the Cob? I, I don't. don't. Uh, it can't be about the cat. It can't be about a movie. Might have a cob. Is Are a follow up. <laughs> Did I, my own personal podcast episode that came out today that I recorded over the weekend. I was listening to it to edit it. This is not related. It sounds like I'm slurring the whole time I'm talking. I don't know what's happening this week, but I'm just like, and then yeah, the you're movie. bad at your job. No, I'm just falling apart. I don't know. So my top of the cop is a follow up on two weeks ago. Top of the cop when this comes out. Ooh. Two weeks ago, I actually may not have been top of the cop. I talked about wanting rock band and how desperately yeah. that we talked about hobbies and we wanting did. to get into hobbies. We did. I got a rock band drums. Sick. I've only had it for like eight hours. Oh, thank God you still have a job. But yeah. I got it used. Are you gonna make video of you doing it? Oh please. I put one video on my Instagram just to show the sound that it makes because the sound is so horrible. I actually also ordered drum pad silencers that are just pieces of foam. Silencers. Just so that I don't bother my neighbors too much. But I was looking through all the songs that I can buy and I'm so excited to I can like for $1.99, I can drum along to Alanis Morissette's Ironic. So I've got some big plans on the horizon. I mean, I'm excited for you. This is a new you. This is a new day. <laughs> uh, don't mind me while I scroll through Instagram. Like my thumb is on fire trying to find a video of you drumming. Just go to my profile. I am having trouble loading. So while this loads- I think the internet's being a little wonky right now. It is. So while this loads, uh, I top? will say- My top of the cob is it's pretty mellow. It's- um. 
you know, this uh, epidemic has slowed life down, but I'm not going to lie. I've really enjoyed not waking up in a sweat panic Are you to not? catch a flight oh. or cause I've got to get somewhere or I've got to get there early before traffic. I get up, I do the New York Times crossword puzzle. I have like eight cups of coffee and I sit with Tianfu. Like I, I have a less stress existence in the morning what? and then it all comes crashing down yeah. later at night. But I have enjoyed just kind of like having a morning where you- No, I need thing. you to leave again because I well, am waking up in a stress panic with- um. This is so sad. I just can't watch that. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I have plenty of stressed out- We have so eating. many emails now. Everybody keeps emailing. Yeah, get to work. Um, but I have enjoyed the morning of it all because there's no, like you're not coming over in the morning. There's no, there, not, there's nothing happening. And I kind of experience morning like a normal person would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, I don't mind that. I This morning I got up super early because the New York Times made a thud when it hit my front door. Unnecessary. You can just leave it there. And I was up at five and then Tian Fu was like, ah! and you're like, thanks <laughs> for that. So I was up at five and I just sat on the patio and did a crossword, took her for a poo, gave myself a poo. No, I didn't poop that early. Okay. Bottom of the cob? My bottom of the cob is, I think I've already done that one. <laughs> Maybe it's related to the fact that my words are coming out slowly, but every at least once a week I go, am I having trouble breathing? Is this COVID? Right. Is it over? Right. And then because I already have anxiety, it works me up into actually having trouble breathing. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm just like... Oh God, I think it's just anxiety and not COVID. But now that I think it's COVID, it's getting, and it's this, per, like right. I perpetuate it. I don't think it starts with a shortness of breath. I think it starts with just having like really stringy brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> but like a lot of it. I have so much of it. You have so much hair. Um, I don't think it's, I, but by the way, you got to, yeah, you got to learn to, the fact that I'm telling you to chill is insane because I am not a laid back person. No, I'm pretty, but I'm pretty we laid get, back. I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty chill. We, we deal with anxiety in different ways and I think different things nope. spark it in us. Yes, for sure. Um, you also live alone and I think people that live alone, you tend to have this like self-diagnosed hypochondria. Yeah, weird. I'm just like, if I keel over like, or if I have to get rushed to the over. hospital, who's going to feed Gracie? Who's going to rush you to the hospital? I don't know. I need you're to not, figure out. If, I need to figure out how much of my insurance covers an ambulance ride. Don't get an ambulance. That's a, that's all of it. <laughs> I know what insurance you have. Uh, my bottom of the cob is, um, and I think I already said this one, but I I'm might have said mine. So Okay, it doesn't matter. Um, if that if that matters, then uh, people just texting me like, "How's your quarantine?" You have I have okay. okay. Well, it still really bothers me because it's such a like. What part do you want? Do you want the happy version? The set because I'm a complex person. I'm not just like oh it sucks. Like I'm luckier than oh, most. There are some days that are great. Some not. And I also don't want to give you that answer of like some days are great. Hanging in there. It's the same for everyone unless you invested in Zoom prior to this. Or you're Joe Rogan and just sold your podcast for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Other than that, it's the same for everyone. Or I just, just saw really a, shitty. A tweet that was like, "How did Skype drop the ball with a 17 year head head start?" You know what Skype is? Skype is me. Skype is making pilots for years and years, and then some other comic just comes in. They're like, "Fresh take." But and here's what's like, crazy: oh, Zoom. Zoom has massive security issues. For sure. Nobody intended for it to be the way that we operate no. all the business, but whatever. Uh, so that's it. How It's up there with, how's LA? I'm like, it's fucking, it's still here. Don't come at me with that. Ask me a real question. 
Because I know you want something. What do you want the first question to be before someone asks a favor? Hey, can I ask you a favor? Okay. Like, whatever. Or, you know what I start with? I just write Q for you, and then I ask it. Oh, you do write that. And then I know, I know, I'm going to be asked a Q. Q for you. Just letting you know, like, I'm not trying to bull. How's your family? How's your... And it's... it's Unless you know my family, don't ask because you don't care. What do you want right. me to say? Something happened? That's what you're looking for? And how they be die? Like, oh. How they die. Mm. You guys, that's our show. That's, oh, did you do your bottom? Yeah, yes. the whole anxiety thing about dying. <laughs> fear of your own mortality. Uh, that's yep. Ask Eliza Anything. Please keep sending in your questions. We love calling them. We're going to be doing <laughs> calling them. No, but you said questions. No, I did not. Okay. We'll play back the tape. Okay. Uh, please keep sending them in. We love hearing from you. We love all the new fans that we're getting. Share this. On your Instagram, tell your friends. And please uh, join us for Don't Panic Pantry every day at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time where my husband and I, (laughs) Joe Rogan sold his podcast for $100 million and my husband and I are going to show you how to boil a hot dog. So that's life. That's how my quarantine is (laughs) going. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.